Today's Mesilah Isharim was dedicated to Ilui Nishmat, Yaakov ben Tamar Malka, his Neshama Shehavan Aliyah, the Meshpocha Shehavan Nechomo, and the Zichut of the Torah and the Tzedakah. Okay, so now we're in a extremely fundamental topic, actually for the last couple of weeks. We've been learning about Yirat Hashem, and now we're learning about Ahavat Hashem, which um, we could basically say is the heart and soul of Judaism. That's the way I'd like to term it. Meaning, we have a lot of behaviors that we speak about, Maisa HaMitzvah, people have adherence to Halacha, they keep the rules and the regulations and the laws, but they're lacking the heart and soul. The things that are extremely important in Avodah is the feelings that accompany Avodah. That means you could be learning, but if you're not learning with Ahavata Torah, and you're not learning with Kavod Torah, and if you're not learning with Yirat Shamayim, uh, then you're missing in the soul. The heart and the soul of the avoid is missing. The pu'ul achitzoni is there. But the heart and soul, which is really you, means you're not in the avoid. The avoid is being done by you. But you yourself, the real you, is not in the avoid. So every maisa mitzvah can be approached with ahavat Hashem and yilat Hashem in it. And this is a very something that's missing tremendously in our generation, I feel. The more and more I work with people, I realize that this is missing a lot, that there is adherence to halacha. There is. However, there's not a ruach in a household of the feelings. See, that's something that's not so much in the action of halacha per se. It's a ruach. It's something that has to be in the nature of the parents and being that is coming out in the house, that ruach of Ahavat Hashem and Yiris Hashem, because that's the main point. The main point is the relationship with the Rabbani Shalom, how much the Rabbani Shalom is present in your life and, you know, what that means to be doing mitzvahs and serve him and, and, and how lucky we are to do that and to have that relationship that avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. And then we find that kids today that come from religious homes are doing averes that you would be shocked how a religious person coming from a religious home could have such a havamina to do such a thing without remorse. Without remorse. So then you try to have a conversation with them and you see maybe something's wrong with them. Maybe they have some kind of pain, you know, some kind of trauma, I don't know, something. Why would you not be remorseful about texting on Shabbat or smoking a jewel or other things in Arias and movies and things and... Things that your parents would never, ever even have a hava meter to do, you know. You didn't see this at home. You're a religious kid. Or miss putting on tefillin. Or different things that you see are coming up more often than not 
becoming, the numbers are growing, regardless if people know about it or not, but it's there. That's a fact. You understand? So, and then you talk to the person and just doesn't feel that that level of halachas for him right now and eventually he'll outgrow the stage and he'll just start being more careful in halacha because he's young still. So then you look at the guy and you're like, where'd that come from? It's not a question of being more careful in halacha or not more careful in halacha. How could you even like even have a havamina to do this, right? So we're noticing more and more that it's a question of only adherence to halacha. So if it's a question of adherence to halacha, so your parents could have higher standards, they're older, they're more settled down in life, they pass certain stages in life, and therefore naturally they're a little bit more disciplined and can keep higher levels of halacha. But the child looks at himself as, I'm a teenager, I'm 17, I'm 18, I'm 19. Um, obviously, my level of adherence to halacha is not going to be the same. And therefore, hopefully one day I will mature, I will settle down, and I'll be more, uh, you know, that type of guy. So it's a question of maturity and settle down and being more adherence to halacha. That's because the message of the heart and soul of Judaism is not there. Yerushalayim is not a thing. Avas Hashem is not a thing. Ahavat Torah is not a thing. At best, there is adherence to halacha and the external part of being yeshivish. That's what the child sees. The external part of being yeshivish which is also not for me, not my taste, not my level. I'm not there yet. And the adherence level to halacha. Now the kid has his own halachas. You know, obviously he's Amar, it's Gomo, he never learned any halachas. But what he feels is considered a chumrah and what's not considered a chumrah. Where he figured this out on his own, nobody knows. But that's what's going on in his head. And it's not a question of change. You can't change. Because there's no remorse. You can't change. What's what am I? Okay, this is where I'm at. You know, I just don't care to put on tefillin. If it's there, I'll put it on. If I wake up late, I won't put it on. I don't care, and I'm not damaged psychologically that you can start fixing my brains up. And it's a halacha, okay? You know, when I get a little older, I get more serious. You know, guys make bitul Torahs also asur. Speaking Lashon Allah is also Asur. You know, Missing Minyan is also Asur. So now everything is the same. Missing Minyan is the same as watching something on Shabbat. So this exists. I'm not saying it exists in a crazy level, but it exists enough in kids that come from religious homes that are not suffering from trauma or other psychological illnesses or different difficulties that could cause other things. And they're not struggling from parents that didn't educate them correctly in the sense that they were too tough on them or whatever. Not necessarily. So what's missing there then? What's missing from a house that is basically 
a healthy home and religious that there's no, the guy's like, what? Teretz is because we don't have what they used to have once upon a time. People used to have emunah pshuta. People used to have yirashamayim. People used to have avas Hashem. Even simpler people. Homes had ahavat Torah, Not limud Torah, Ahavat Torah, Chashivut Torah. You understand? And that's how kids have to grow up in that environment to, 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 to take that in. It's not an education. It's something that has to be seen. It's something that has to be, you have to go like that. Do you understand? That's very important. I remember one time, uh, <clears throat> somebody asked my Rebbe for, for a bracha for his children to become Tamachacham. So he told him, that if the kid sees by you that when you're you know, everything that it says in Kriya Shema, if you're going to learn Torah, whenever you have a free moment, and whenever you, you, your Sunday you're off, you're sitting and learning, uh, whatever it is, this person was a balabas, right? If he sees, not so much the way he explained it, not so much that he sees that you learn, but he sees what you machshev. He sees what it means to you. So you can be a guy who has adherence to halacha, right? And you learn too. Then you take your learning seder serious, right? But in your lifestyle, could still be your yacht, your sports, your cigars, your wine, your house and deal, whatever. There's a different ruach of mahu chayim. It could be adherence in halacha. They could be even wearing a hat. They could be kaveya uh, itim. They could be that. It could be that. But there's a different ruach of what life is about. A different feeling of what life is about. A different mission about what life is about. There's lacking a certain simplicity in Olam Hazer because there is a chashivas of Olam Hazer and there's things you're not giving up on. So a child can grow up in such an environment and then he says, I got the message what life's about. That's having a good time. And I also know that there's religious responsibilities. I got it. But I'm 17 and he's 45. So my adherence to halacha could be different. And then you say, that's pshat. And what's even worse, okay, I'm going to say a very dachistic and I'm not trying to say anything, you just have to understand what I'm trying to say, is that sometimes a family will send their kid to the best yeshivas. And in the best yeshivas, the rabbeim and the magid yeshivim are selling hasmodo, attachment to learning, Avas Hashem, Avas Hashem, they're selling that in the yeshiva. And they're trying to, you know, incorporate that into a person's life. But then he goes home, and his parents are highly religious people, and they will only send to the best yeshiva, but they don't live like that. In the ruach, in the heart and soul. So then the kid sees, it's not so important by my parents, so maybe the rebbe's are a little bit... 
yeshivish, you know what I'm saying? And then it's not machshavit. And then, so there are rules and regulations that are trying to live up to that thing becomes, I am being forced to behave in a way that it's not be'etzim. It's like a little te'il. It's a little black, it's a little intense, right? It's a little fanatical. So that's a dangerous thing. That's a dangerous thing. Because if you want to send your son to a yeshiva that lives with that ruach, then you have to live with that ruach too. There are people that keep halacha legamre in sneez, but they are the furthest things from tzanua. Because it's not just the halacha. It is the personality. The halacha shows you what we want from you. But if halacha becomes an independent thing called rules and regulations of behavior, without the ruach of halacha, then we have issues. I know this is a chedushim for a lot of people, but unfortunately I have to say it. I'm saying it in a delicate way, but I'm saying it because I see it. I see it. I'm not saying it's the touch of all problems. There's other problems too. There's other problems too, for sure. But this problem exists. That it exists. That society is really, in a lot of ways, living very American. And very secular. In the thinking. In a certain thinking of it. It it may not be so explicit. But the behaviors could be showing it. That even though you could be someone who's speaking highly religious. And it could be adherence to halacha. And in the culture, in certain ways, is coming out like very religious. But then you see that there is a steamer going on. Contradiction. And Yerushalayim is not there. And Avas Hashem is not there. And Avas HaTuyur is not there. It's something that's missing. That was once upon a time much more, even by simple people. Even by your grandparents or great-grandparents that were not so learned. But you saw by them that it was tangible. The Rabbi Nishalom was tangible. Emunah was tangible. Things were pushed by them. Davening had meaning. Even though they didn't know the Ramchal, what he says about davening. Even though they didn't know what the Maharal says about davening. But they had much more pashtas. In real thing. That's what affects kids. When kids get older, get, grow up in a house, they have to see that. The disciple said that the mother who says, Baruch Ata Hashem Elokenu Melech HaOlam Shehakol Bidvaro on a drink with real meaning is more effective for the chinuch of the children than every technique you're going to learn in the school books of techniques. You understand? How do you see it? You have to see it. You can see it. You can see it in the way what's choshev by them, how they behave, what, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to go into examples. I bedafka not talking 
pratistic. This is a public conversation, and I don't want to offend any human beings. So I just tell you the sugya, and now you have to think. Michila, you have to forgive me, but you have to use your brains. So, but this is important. So we're learning a subject that is extremely, extremely important that we need to make effort to create by us value system that's real. Again, it takes time, but, but, but it has to be there. Things like that has to start becoming more real and more natural, especially if we're parents or uh, potential parents. You understand? So let's try to get one year side in here today of a point that I want to show you that can help a person develop this, start developing this. Uh, it's really a little further down in the Messiah's Hashem. I was going to read this whole chat prior it's basically Psukim here showing you the level of Dovra um, Melech's desire to be close to Hashem. And then he says a vart, which I think is an amazing, powerful vart. So let's read the paragraph quick and then I'll try to get the vart in. So we're up to the paragraph. We're actually over here. Anybody who loves Hashem truly. He will never leave his avoidant for anything in the world. That was the last line we read yesterday. He won't have to be enticed to come learn and to daven. He won't need incentives. He doesn't need trips. He doesn't need all these kind of things to get him to come learn. Absolutely not necessary. On the contrary, he's going to be running to learn and he needs to be stopped with 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 some kind of emergency. So it's the other way around. Got it? The way we are, the way we begin the career of learning, is we don't really want to come to learn. If Yaakov Rai sends you enough hate messages, then maybe you'll have a Havamina. And if we make enough incentives, maybe you'll have a Havamina. But you have to be basically brought in. Right? And entertained. And taught word for word to you, chas v'shom, don't have to use your brain too much. It's very dangerous to use your brain. Right? So everything has to be, you know, fed to you with marmikimus exactly which words to read. If you chas v'shom, read one extra word, very bad. You have to have step sheets to help you review. You have recordings. You have excitement. You have all kinds of things. You bring food and good food, and you know, this is American today. Everything has to have food in it. Lunch and learn, breakfast and learn. Everything has to have food. You know? So now, fine. But he says the one who has Avas Hashem doesn't need nothing. He comes running, he comes to learn, he comes to Davin, he gets an avoider. And then, if there's an honest, he has to stop. Good? This is what the Hasidim Arishonim, the great people, was Right? I'm thirsty. Mamish Postak after Postak 
his Dovid Amalek wasn't exaggerating. He was expressing his feelings. Meaning, he compares it to one who's thirsty. Imagine yourself, you have to imagine yourself. Khalil of you're stranded in a hot desert. And there's no water. And you're dried out. Dehydrating. How much you just cannot stop thinking about how to get water. You cannot think about anything else. Obsessed. That's how Dovid Melch said, that's my desire for Hashem. He's using a mushal, but it's a real mushal. That feeling that you would have, you're on a ta'anit, on Tisha B'Av, and it's 110 degrees outside, and you forgot to drink before the fast, and now you are going absolutely meshugah, waiting for that fast to be over, to take a drink. That's how Dovid Melch felt before Shachras. Kachu Hirgish. Got it? Goes to sleep with a chuka, gets up with a chuka. Okay, these are all different psukim saying the same nikuda. How much he felt, how great he felt, how unbelievable, excited he felt when he spoke about the Shvachim of Hashem. Doing mitzvahs was his delight, was his happiness. Fine. Now, so I want to say like this. The next paragraph really needs a lot of Talmud, but I want to try to hop a word here. We have two minutes, okay? So then he says in this paragraph, V'hine zois v'adai. Sha'ava zois tor sh'lotiyahava t'luya b'dova. We'll talk about this more tomorrow, but he says that it can't be a love that's dependent on getting something in return. You can't, your love for Hashem can't be contingent on the fact that He gives you stuff. But rather like the love of a child to a father. That's a natural love. That's not dependent on anything else. Okay? Now, then he says that the way you're going to know if you truly have Avas Hashem, how do you know if you truly have Avas Hashem? So he says, If you're having hardships, and you're going through hard times, and you still love Hashem, then you know, then you know that you really love Hashem. Even if he's taking your life. Okay? Now. It's a whole sugi I'm going to go into, but I just want to bring out one point. And I think that in our generation, the reason why we struggle a lot with Avash Hashem is because <clears throat> we think that everything's very generic. We don't realize that there is a personal relationship. I mean, that's the first step to Ava. The first step to Avash Hashem is you can only have Ava to Hashem if you could daher the relationship as personal. If you can't see the relationship as personal, then you can't have shaykh as Hashem. I have to develop this subject for you. 
But basically, the whole world learns Torah. Or the whole yeshiva is learning Masechtas Makas. And or the whole Klal Yisrael is saying the same Ashra Yoshua Vesecha. So everything is very commercial. You know what commercial? It's very commercial. So there's nothing special about me. So Hashem maybe likes this abstract concept called Jews. I can't have a relationship with Hashem if it's like that. But it's the same davening as he says. It's the same tefillin he puts on. It's the same as he learns. So we have to learn how to realize, it's a work, how to realize that your understanding of learning is only your understanding of learning. No one else understands it. That's your way of relating. All your davening, all your personality, all your experiences in life, everything that's going on in your life is your personal mahalach to have a shaykh is whatever, personally. The first step is to understand personal. Because Av Benoi, he's the Av, and you're his only Benoi. I, he's also his Benoi? No, he's a different only. Because it's not like two children are twins, and they have the exact same. No such thing. So he also has his own needs, and his own things, and his own understanding. The first step, and I'm, I'll, I'll show it to you from this paragraph better tomorrow. It's late now. The first step is chopping that it's personal. And that you are very different than the next guy. And your connection with him is extremely personal. Your toysvist is different than the other guy's toysvist. When you start to chop that, that's when you can start envisioning somewhat of a relationship. And if you don't get that part clear, never, ever. Ever will you have a relationship. You'll be, I'm me, I'm just one person in class. So I can call out to Hashem when I need him sometimes. You don't have a relationship. You have to get this Indian of uniqueness and personality. But we'll have to stop here for today. It's late.